Now we are going to bring to the stage um, uh, just a delightful, brilliant, just spiritually grounded, supportive sister. Um, I say all those things because she has been all those things to me in our nearly five-year friendship, Miss Gina Reese of Connectcentric. How are you? Look, girl, the button is, I got a red button this time, all right? So that's what we're doing How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful, Nick. I'm so just grateful to be here talking with you today about the bow and, you know, business. So thank you for uh, letting me be one of your first guests on the show. Well, thank you for saying yes. Um, I just had a terrific conversation with one of our both sisters. We'll bring her back in a moment. But I, I want to take this through like a Michelle Obama becoming moment. All right. So I love Michelle. <laughs> yes, I want to go back. And I want to see little Gina. I want to, I want to figure out like, what was that first stage? We got, you know, three or four stages in our life. But the first one is our foundation. Our first one is where those entrepreneurial seeds may be planted by the community. And sometimes it's good things that's happened and sometimes it's hard things. But I want to know, what was your upbringing life? Tell us about your family. Tell us about, you know, your friends, who you played with, who inspired you? Definitely. Thank you. I mean, that's a great question, Nick. And I will tell you, I wouldn't be sitting here today if it wasn't for my mom. Um, so growing up, you know, I am a military brat. My dad was an army officer and we lived in Germany. And then he was stationed, he was stationed to uh, the Pentagon in DC. And so when we moved here, my mom started framing outside of the basement of our home. So she was doing art and framing and she grew the business to, you know, over the 20 plus years to over a million dollars. And That's so amazing. seeing that, yeah, so it was amazing actually seeing that as a child, you know, your yeah. mom working hard to grow. Um, her idea was to bring art as a military, as an investment to the military soldier. Um, so she secured five different locations on different military installations. Yeah. And, you know, on Saturdays, we'd as a family, you know, when kids were kind of going to soccer practice or this or that, we were as a family going to the store at Fort Belvoir helping generals and lieutenants and sergeants with their art and framing needs. And so seeing that as a child was so impactful for my, I guess, entrepreneurial uh, journey. And so she is the reason why I am, I am here today is, is those moments watching her grow her company from the basement all the way to um, what it is and what it was today. That is fantastic. And I, I got such a visual of a little Gina, like on her, you know, your girlfriends are out, you know, playing, playing and do, mm -hmm. doing things. And you were helping run that business. Yeah, right? I was measuring pictures. I was picking oh. frames. I was doing all that sort of stuff, working uh, side by side with my siblings and you know, my favorite stories when I was a kid and, you know, and maybe nowadays this would be child labor. So, but maybe not. <laughs> it's um, the best. I, I, I'm a test to that. <laughs> but I remember my mom needed some help that night framing. And so we were up to like two, I think it was like two in the morning. And the only thing I wanted was I wanted to go to Denny's and get me an ice cream sundae. And you know what I, I love? Cause that is still such an important memory. You know, I was probably 12 at the time, um, but I know she must've been so tired, but when all the frame was done, it was probably like two 30 in the morning. 
she took me to Denny's and I still you remember to it Denny's. to this day sitting across from her getting that Sunday. Um, but those are the moments I think that really created the path to the person I'd become. And so I always knew I wanted to start a business. I didn't know what I was going to do or what I was going to be. Um, even in college, I started selling design or I started a business selling designer jeans online. So it was when the designer jeans. What year you know, was industry, that? I'm like, you were a trailblazer, oh my, right? 1999, 2000. Girl, so. <laughs> just born a couple years before. Girl, you yeah. were the next. You could have beat Amazon. Oh, I dang. And you know what limited me, right? Funding. I didn't have the funding. <laughs> so I should, yeah. Girl. So, um, so fast forward a few years, you know, that didn't work out, but it really helped me kind of solidify the idea that I knew I wanted to work for myself. Mm -hmm. um, I have, you know, an IT background. I love computers. And I love just working with technology. And so I started consulting. You know, I, my first job out of college, I worked at Jacobs Engineering as a computer analyst. Um, and then I finally decided to go out on my own when I was offered a um, full-time position with one of the big five consulting firms to help them stand up their new agile practice. And at that moment, I was like, I think I could do this on my own. Let me try it. I think I was 25 at the time. So 20 plus years ago, um, maybe not, 20, well, not 15 years ago. Let me not put myself too high up there, but about 15 years ago. And I decided to um, go out on my own, start my own consulting firm, providing agile coaching and agile transformation services. Um, and okay. so from there, your um, say, you know, I know oh they were a big influence on you. Um, how, how, you know, your dad was in the military, mm -hmm. how, and, and, and how they are with their children. Did you get any kind of resistance or was he like, go for it? <laughs> oh, great question. So it's funny. My parents have always been a hundred percent supportive. My dad is for sure the realist. My mom's a dreamer. So it's actually, I will tell you, I have best of both worlds. I'm a dreamer with a little realism sprinkled in, mm -hmm. but I was 25 at the time. I'll never forget. I having this conversation with my dad, who again is one of my biggest supporters. So he's going to watch this. So dad, you've always supported me, but I'll never forget the conversation uh, we had. I'm like, dad, I think I'm going to go start my own consulting firm, you know, to kind of teach people what I know and, and help organizations with their different problems and institute agile, um, you know, the agile methodology. And he was like, Oh, that's a good idea. But do you think you might need a few more years of experience? And I was like, no, I'm good. I got this, you know, and I was like, I know everything I need to know. <laughs> I was never questioned. And you know, it's funny, Nick, because as I started growing my company, and I'm, you know, 25, 26, 27. Um, and I've always looked younger than I than I was. But I go to these meetings. And I remember the the program officers or the contracting officers would say, wow, or the potential customers, wow, I wish my kids were as put together as you. And I remember thinking, I'm not going to get the, I'm not going to get the work. <laughs> I'm not going to get it. Um, but, you know, to answer your question, you know, other than that one kind of event with my dad, him saying, maybe you need a few more, more years experience. They have been nothing but supportive and have, and really are, they are the reason why I'm here today. You know, they've been this amazing support group to say, yes, you can do it. Anything you can put your mind to, you can yeah. do it. Um, and so that's, has been just a huge impact. No, I, I, I feel the same way. I sense a theme of, of support uh, going here. So we know how little Gina came, badass Gina. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love it. Like just no limit. It, you know, some people are, are limited. They literally can't see themselves doing stuff. 
and other people are like they can't see themselves not doing stuff and and that if you want to start to see the ingredients of the entrepreneurial soul i i really believe that that is a secret ingredient is that you're like i see it of course i can i just gotta mm -hmm. navigate the road right yep and i forgot to mention it i don't know if you could see behind me but i mean the growing up in the art environment, I have such a extreme love of art. And so my favorite artist mm -hmm. here, Tina Palmer, she just dropped this off for me the other day. Oh my God. I love artwork. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, those sort of moments really have, you know, shaped the person I've become as well, not only as entrepreneur, but you know, the, the things that I move towards. So if I come into your house, the first thing I'm looking at is your frames. I'm like, Oh, that's a good framing job. <laughs> That's a nice piece of art you got on Girl, your wall. <laughs> look, you and your mom can come into this house. We got IKEA uh, paintings up here, girl. We need the upgrade. We need an upgrade. I'm like, ooh, that that color matches my scheme, and that's about it. So you might have another customer for your mom. My mom could help, Janice Art. Yes, <laughs> I love it. I love it. So let's pivot now. We've done a we we've got a. A, a real amazing sense of your family and how you became now you're this this business woman that has taken her business to the top zero five percent of all facets what as you look back was the you know one or two critical things from taking yourself from a startup to that, you know, that, that pivotal number? Yeah, I would say a big one. And I, I don't know if I shared a lot about what my company does. So we do strategy and technology consulting. So I call, I, I jokingly say this, but in all seriousness, I call it like a baby, a Accenture, baby Deloitte. Mm -hmm. um, but the idea is really, and it's in the name connect centric. It's making sure that human connections are at the center to everything we do, because at behind every engagement, every customer, there is a real person that we're supporting, that we're helping. Um, and so the pivotal moment was really, again, thank you, mom, um, the um, kind of guidance to say, hey, have you thought about federal government contracting? Mm -hmm. You know, at the time, 2009, um, I had just started consulting on my own. I was, um, you know, working with Freddie Mac, the Washington Post with the with Agile Transformation. So I was a solopreneur. I was a single consultant yeah. with this grand vision. And so um, from that moment to when I won my first contract that grew my company outside of myself, that was five years. So 2013, gotcha. I secured my first federal government contract. And so that journey was really the relationships, right? Developing the relationships, um, the certifications as a woman business enterprise, um, WeBank, that was huge to, again, provide that avenue for the government to reach back. Mm -hmm. I was also an 8A small business, so I'm now a graduate, but I was in the 8A program, learned so much about the government and, and also um, about how to work with the government through those years. Um, and then a big part is, you know, how to do business with the government. So the Small Business yeah. Administration, I worked alongside um, all the free programs that they were given to just learn mm -hmm. about the industry. Um, so that true pivotal moment, Nick, I would say was just that sheer determination that I'm going to grow outside of myself. I don't know what that looks like, but I know that there's all these resources that I need to make sure that I, I consume in order to put myself in the best position to be able to do so. So 
hope that answered. <laughs> oh, no, it, it more than answered it. And again, I'm, 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 I'm connecting the tissues here with yours and Teresa. She gave a story about when she, uh, before she started her business, she got this, this position that she said it was a little out of her depth, but she would be there nine to five on the clock and then, you know, five to 11 off the clock learning, learning her trade, learning her craft. And um, and so maybe that is the second tissue of the entrepreneurship is that always open to learning and to growing and, and getting those resources, right? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I, and I and I do feel you. You had referenced the SBA. You referenced uh, WeBank um, in terms of the certification. I, I, as a small business consultant myself, I am always saying, never go it alone. There's absolutely no reason your idea is not so novel that. <laughs> No one has ever thought about it before or put together a system or program to help you do it. And so, you know, you you absolutely have you learned that early on and and um, and that led to your success. I'm so happy to know that. Absolutely. Now I want to go into the little nuggets of, of entrepreneurship that we know, and then I, and then I'll bring it back out to, you know, maybe some of the challenges that you've experienced. We're talking about black women, um, to black women. And so I, I want to first talk about access to capital just as a general topic that um, entrepreneurs always have challenges, whether you're starting or scaling. How do I get that money, that operating capital to go? What has been your access to capital um, story? Bootstrap. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm just assuming that every business that's made it to a million, there is some point in that line where um, ca capital is a challenge. Oh, yeah. I will tell you, Nick, I mean, it continues to be a challenge, right? You know, we're in a huge growth spurt. And so yeah. finding banks that will kind of co-sign for a line of credit, it continues to be a challenge. But um, up until this point, you know, I guess pre-PPP, I've, I've been self-funded. You know, mm -hmm. I've been lucky enough um, to have these amazing contracts. And so I didn't need funding. What I do wish now that I look back is I should have got funding when I didn't need it. Didn't um, need it. But yeah, exactly. That's kind of the one of the tips I would I'll definitely say. Um, but one of the um, challenges is always going to be the access to capital. Um, as a solopreneur, you know, I have obviously a large amount of net income and consistent one plus 1.2 plus million revenue year by year. But banks don't want to take that risk. And so the question always becomes, OK, what do I need to do to convince a bank? And, you know, everyone talks about relationships and so forth. But I also think it's important to bank with banks that support you. So it has to be this mutually beneficial. Yeah. It can't just be this consistent. I'm sending you all my accounts receivables and you're, all this money's running through your bank, but and when I need your help, you, you can't ask a question. Yeah. Yeah. So access to capital it can, is, is a challenge. And I, I honestly, Nick, I don't know how to overcome that, but what I will say is like most things, you know, you persevere, you know, I'm not a victim mentality person. So it's just, I got to find another route to get um, that. And, that's another reason why I love the bow is because I think part of this conversation you're starting is to say, well, why not? Why aren't we having this access to capital? What do we have to show for you to believe that we can mm -hmm. handle this amount or that we should be supported in this way after 
11 plus 12 plus years in business you know what more do i need to show consistently it's so true it's so true and you know we'll speak a little bit about that when we bring Teresa back up in terms of what the bow collective is and what we want to do but you know we have all had experiences that even though we've grown our company most of it has been that we've sustained it from the contract itself that from the customer paying us versus having some liquidity um, to grow beyond the customer. That is what scaling is, is growing beyond what we have in the pipe. We, we have a pipeline and, but in order to go after that pipeline, you need, you need those revenues. And so do you, you know, do you feel that, you know, there are certain, um, things in play with you being a black woman that um, may have presented unique challenges to you? And if so, you mentioned you're, you're not a victim. How do you overcome those, um, those deficits, those, those challenges? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I will say, you know, I think this is normal. I, I think always in the back of my mind, it's always like, okay, would I be bigger? Would I be more successful if um, would I have had that loan approved or that line of credit approved if? And what it comes back to is, you know, I, I say this a lot, is still you persevere, you know, that that cannot be the reason why I cannot accomplish my goals. And it shouldn't be the reason you can't accomplish your goals. Um, because I think we will always have barriers in our way. And it would make things a lot easier if there weren't, they weren't there. But what I, what I like to, to say, and um, one thing my dad one of his favorite people was Colin Powell. And growing up, he would tell us, Colin Powell, I think, once said, you let racism be their problem. And so that was always very impactful because um, no matter what, when I walk into a room and, you know, everyone just assumes maybe I'm the assistant or, you know, whatever it might be. No, I'm I'm the CEO of this amazing company and we're doing these very large scale, large enterprise initiatives. All of our customers are a thousand plus large federal agencies, large yes. nonprofits, large Fortune, you know, Fortune 50 or, or larger companies. And so having to go into a room and prove myself each time, I just realized I don't, <laughs> I don't need to prove myself. Mm -hmm. I know what I can provide. I know my expertise. And so um, the challenge is always going to be there and those barriers will be there, but it's my job to still persevere. And I feel that that's what I continue to do. Um, and then I can't do all this obviously alone um, in that support network. Um, is, is huge. Who you surround yourself with. I have just an amazing support group around me from my family to my partner to my friends. I just, you can't do this alone. And having your kind of cheerleaders who are always yes. there, who have your back are, are so important. No, I love that. I love that. So we have one more minute. You have given so many nuggets along the way. So I'm going to revise my question from what advice, because you've given just amazing, amazing <laughs> tips. But what it two things, what is bigger than business for you, Gina? What is what goes beyond and, and whether it is your your faith practice, whether it's service, what is bigger than business for you? And then how can our listeners stay in contact with you? Yeah, that's a great question. I will tell you, Nick, for me, and I think it kind of shows with my company Connect Centric, even our logo is actually two C's. Uh, mm -hmm. to form a heart. Um, so relationships, it's the friendships, it's the people in your life, the people you surround yourself with, and also that support and the um, 
the love that you give other people. And so, you know, I'm very spiritual. I'm, you know, I practice intentional gratitude. And I think that's another reason why I've been so successful is because even when it gets hard, I have to stop myself and say, okay, but think about all these amazing things that have happened today and yesterday and a, a year, year ago, um, and really remind myself of just how lucky I am to be here. Um, and so that would be a big one is this, this, this ability, that intentionality of gratitude is big. Um, the other one is I kind of, uh, talked about earlier is that support group. I really believe you surround yourself with people who lift you higher. So I have, I've said this before, I have an amazing partner. When I have challenges at, at uh, with my company, he is like my biggest um, cheerleader and he like will go to, go to the, the boxing ring with me. And that's been amazing and a big difference from the past. And so I think that's important surrounding yourself that the day-to-day -day person who's in your life, that they are your, your biggest support network. Um, and then how to reach me, uh, connectcentric.com um, is our website. We're currently working on redoing it, um, but LinkedIn, I'm a huge uh, LinkedIn advocate. And so I'm on LinkedIn a lot. And so if you want to connect, um, reach out to Gina Reese on LinkedIn, as well as uh, our company page. We'd love for you to give us a follow. And that does it for today's edition of the Bow Collective, the Bow Knows Business. I am so delighted that you all are on this journey. You're going to meet each and every one of our sisters. We're going to meet at 6 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. Visit us on thebowcollective.org for more information. You can, uh, again, sign up for our podcast, our newsletters. We'll have events. We're so happy to know you. We're so happy to work with you. And we're so happy that you're joining us. Thank you so much. Take care.